Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to It's Your Healing Season podcast. I'm your podcast host, Ashanta McDowell, and I am so honored to have a very special guest here with me on today. Um, She is a believer of Jesus Christ. She is a mother. She is a pioneer. She is a entrepreneur. She is a new emerging author. Her name is Tara Celestine, and I am so honored for you guys to hear what our conversation sounded like. Stay tuned. Tell us, how did you begin? um, How did you even start writing this book? Well, a few years ago, I was a part of a mentorship program called Confident Woman. And the mentor, my mentor at the time, she challenged everyone in the group to share their testimony. And I had never shared my testimony before ever. And it was like really daunting to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I begin? So I started to um, record, I actually wrote down my testimony and then I recorded it and I posted it in the group. And I just, I just couldn't shake the feeling of my testimony because I thought that it, I, it, I just never thought to share what I had gone through in my life. So after a while, I just started writing and writing and writing. And then the Holy Spirit just downloaded everything into my, my mind. And I started writing. And after a week, I had a book. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Yes, that's powerful. Um, so I'm going to reference um, a page from your um, book, and it was chapter one, and it's uh, 2010. And it says, um, in the beginning of it, of this page, it says, in 2010, I was lonely, broken, depressed, and extremely hopeless. As I was leaving the homeless shelter in Atlanta, Georgia, and waiting for the Greyhound bus to make me, to take me to my new home, in Louisiana, I was filled with despair. God, is is this what my life has resorted to? So can you kind of elaborate on that, um, that, that, that quote right there of your book? Like, how would you, what would you say to somebody that can relate to that um, part of your testimony? Um, I would say to them that you have to look beyond where you are in the moment. You can't focus in on where you are at that time because you can get swallowed up in the despair and the hopelessness of it all. And in that moment, it was just surreal. I just couldn't believe that, you know, I was this young mom and I was, you know how like sometimes when we were kids, we have like all of these hopes and dreams and we envision what we think our life should look like. I was thinking about that in that moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am sitting on the floor of a homeless shelter with my babies. They have no idea what's going on in the world. They have no idea that um, everything is wrong. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was just, I felt like I was the lowest person on the earth. But what I would say to someone who's feeling those feelings is there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. That is not the end all be all. It's only the end all be all if you give up. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I also want to reference the um, next page, I believe it was. And you were, you, you correlated um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, you broke it down and you brought a revelation that really like touched me personally because I was like, I've never seen it in that aspect. And I was like, whoa. Um, and this is what it said. It was um, you said on that page prior that you were um, let me get it correctly. Although I hated everything about my circumstances at that time, at, at the time, I was willing to live and not destroy myself because of my two. And that was on the same page as you referenced um, about the Sodom and Gomorrah. And you were saying how God was um, willing to spare it for the tent if he could find 10 righteous people. So when um, when you reference that, it touched me in that aspect because, you know, a lot of times when people are talking about suicide and just the whole conversation about suicidal thoughts and what have you, um, oftentimes somebody that is a suicidal, um, suicidal or a survivor of an attempt typically says it was someone or something that kind of saved them from actually going through with it. And so um, I I want you kind of to elaborate on that um, right there. Yes. So I remember sitting on the bed at my uncle's house and I just, I was so heartbroken because I felt as if there wasn't a solution at all whatsoever. Like I, I felt like I was the problem. I felt like everyone hated me. Everyone was disappointed in me. I mean, I was supposed to be this person who quote unquote made it in the world, you know, I was supposed to be much farther than what I was in that moment. Um, everybody was surpassing me. I had these babies. I was raising them on my own. Um, I couldn't find a job. I wasn't really educated like that. And I, I just felt like the only way out was for me to leave this earth because me being here was a burden. And when I wrote the notes, I just, I, it was easy for me to say, you know, goodbye, goodbye, mom, goodbye, dad, goodbye to my siblings. But it's just like when I got to my children, it's, I knew that they loved me unconditionally. And it was, I just couldn't do that. I'm like, no, what, then what's going to happen to them? So in that moment, I really believe that God used my kids to save me he allowed them to feel he allowed them to he allowed me to feel the love that they they had for me and and that saved me that love saved me and so a lot of times when people are dealing with suicidal thoughts they feel unloved a lot of times they feel as if you know no one cares but I would say to someone who's feeling like that just think of that one there is one person on earth that who loves you and who will be completely devastated if you were to end your life. So me thinking about my children, although I know my family loves me, you know, I know that they were just, they wanted what was best. Um, but 
it's just I couldn't really feel that in that moment. So, but my children, they they love me. They didn't care what my circumstances were. They just wanted me. Just chuckle a little bit if I could be real. And you, uh, it was when you said, while I was sitting pretty in my trap house like hotel, I noticed a church <laughs> that was not too far away. Again, God had a plan. Um, so now talk about, um, you know, you mentioned you were in a homeless shelter. You were in a homeless shelter in Atlanta, Georgia, and then you um, moved to Youngsville, Louisiana, correct? Correct. Um, and then so then you so now in this portion of your book, you're in a hotel um, and you're saying, you know, you're saying, you know, you're you know, you're in this trap like house um, hotel, but you notice, would you say that the church was kind of like um, your safe haven in that moment? When you absolutely. absolutely like I would so my uncle during that time he would come and pick me up or he'd spend a lot of time at the hotel with me and he would take me to go run errands because I didn't have a car and I would notice that church and it just it, it sat there on the corner and I'm like wow I need to be a part of that church it's just I felt drawn to that building so it was it was a safe haven. It was, it just looked so different than everything around me. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's deep. Um, I'm saying that it's deep in the aspect of um because you also reference in the book in the book in your book, um, about like, you know, you grew up in church, but it was different this time, correct? Um Correct. So, and, and then I believe the first page you said, like, when you were at the bus station, you were like, man, I'm at rock bottom, right? Mm -hmm. And so then now, you know, you're got, you know, got, you're seeing things unveil, right? And so you're like, wow. And then it's like, God showed himself to you yet again in a different manner when you needed somebody the most. Um, so that was deep to me when I read that. Um, so what would you say um, to somebody that not, they haven't read your book. I don't want to give too much of your book, you know, away. Um, what would you, how would you describe your book to somebody that has yet to read it um, and they hear this podcast? How would you, how would you present your book to um, someone like that? I would say that if you're at your lowest point or if you have been, at your lowest point and you feel as if that point you cannot be used by God because of what you've been through. That is completely false. And God has allowed me to use my story to help others in that aspect because on paper, I shouldn't be where I am now. You know, on paper, I should, my kids should look a certain way, should react a certain way because of because I'm quote unquote a single parent, but that's not true. God can use anyone. And I, I showcase that in my book. I've had people read my book who aren't single parents and they were able to draw revelation from it. They were able to be inspired and actually get closer to God. And so I, 
I'm coming for the underdogs, for the people who have stigmas attached to their past. And I'm like, I break that up in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter if you're a single parent, an ex-drug dealer, an ex uh I don't want to be too graphic here, but X anything. <laughs> um, God can take that past and wipe it clean, but with the blood of the, with the blood of Jesus, and actually use the very thing that is like a dark cloud over your head as a light to draw others onto Him. So that is what I would say to someone who has never read my book. Like, look, you know, it's like a blueprint of my life and what the things that God has brought me out of. And I'm not ashamed and neither should anyone else be ashamed. And a lot of times um, people are a little apprehensive to tell their, their story because of how they might be perceived later on. But it's like, when you testify, you take away the power of the, of shame. You know, you take away the power of the enemy because he likes to use the things that you come out of against you to keep you silenced. And I'm like, no more. That's not going to happen anymore. Yes. So that's what I would say. <laughs> yes. And y'all like her book, I'm, I'm not a mother as of yet, but her book touches every single, wherever you are in your life's journey, um, in your walk with God, like it, it, it literally the Holy spirit touched that, like was with you as you wrote that book. Um, and it was really powerful um, from somebody that is not, you know, a mother or has not went through exactly everything you've been through. I've been through pretty much a good amount of what you talked about. Um, so that was really refreshing to read, you know, a book that was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that's me. Like, I could identify with it um, and um, see, you know, to see where you are now. I was like, whoa, like, I never would have thought um any of that, you know, um, so we give God all the glory. Um, so how could, um, my listeners get in touch with you? Let us know of any future, um, podcasts or appearances or books that are in the works. Like give us the whole download. Yes. So they can follow me on Facebook. They can go like my page, Tara Celestine. And um, I will keep everyone up to date. And also on Instagram, it's the same name, Tara.Celestine. And my website pretty soon, which is Paracelestine.com. I will update everything that's gone on with me. And yeah, that's how they can get in contact with me. And how can they purchase your book? Because we, we so want to get them getting your book. <laughs> <laughs> so my book is available on Amazon and it will also be available on the website directly. So Okay, okay. Thank you um for coming on um and gracing us with your presence and um just giving us a kind of sneak peek, a little, you know, backstory of your book. We we are truly grateful to have you. Um, and I want to publicly say your book was a blessing and I know that it's going to bless so many, um, women and men. That was the amazing, um, part about your book. Like it was not gender specific. It was not race specific. It was genuinely like it 
everything across the board and that was really refreshing to read so please continue to read i mean please continue to write um more books <laughs> as the lord you know permits um because we definitely are blessed um to be an author oh thank you so much i really appreciate you no problem